This is WHIO's Consumer Warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. There is a season turn, 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 and a time to Well, hey there, and uh, good morning, and welcome to There is a Season, the Bob and Gloria show, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you spending a part of your day here with us and invite you to contact the show anytime this morning at 457-1290. You can also write to us anytime at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. Now be sure to tell your friends and family around the country and around the world to stream our show live every Saturday at 9 Eastern at WHIO.com and on the iHeartRadio app. So we were talking on the way in here about what people do with their weekends, you know, what kind of projects <laughs> and chores people have lined up. And uh, there's always the chores that you have, right? And then there's the chores you have for your husband, right? So uh, the, more or less the honeydew list. But yours is a little oh, different a- because you like to say, you know, I was thinking... And then you give some project to your poor husband who then has to figure it out, figure it all out. Right. Well, he, yeah. And I'm more of the optimist about anything that would hinder us from doing the project. I say, no, 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 no. If there's a will, there's a way. So today he's drilling through cinder block walls because (laughs) I wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. At our rental property. I want a water heater out of a mudroom. Why would it be in right. a mudroom? You could use that for cabinets. I want it in the garage. Yes. And, and then there was the problem of it won't be insulated. I'm like, oh, we can stuff it with insulation a, and build a nice little casing for it. This is a burning it. thought in his mind all week. I'm but sure it's all is. coming together very nicely yes, now. because he's a remarkably resourceful individual. He is. Okay. Well, I don't know what's on your list, uh, but we do appreciate <laughs> you spending uh, the next hour with us here on There is a Season. Uh, you know, we, uh, we often uh, talk about a lot of different practical steps including water heaters, uh, that (laughs) that individuals and families can take to manage change, to manage aging and the care of themselves and their loved ones. You hear a lot of that practical stuff here. Longtime listeners of the show also know we periodically try to challenge some of the prevailing thinking on any number of topics that are going on on the social scene. We talk about health care issues. We talk about your finances. We talk about what families are doing with technology. And what's happening to our families because of technology, right. Bob. We've things like it. that. We've talked about how it giveth and taketh away from mm-hmm. the family. So we try to keep the conversation here fresh and lively and engaging. We won't make it into a home improvement show, I promise, unless that's what you want. You know, and your son wants oh, us my, to do a fishing my show. My brain right? is full of ideas. I'll bet it is. <laughs> we just don't have enough time. Uh, but we try to keep it engaging and focused on on the how and why we live as we do. Yeah, so many times we've talked about living lives that are meaningful and full of purpose. It's not just really enough to survive, at least in our humble opinion, but we should try to take steps to free ourselves of stuff, physical and emotional stuff, to become whatever our maker intended us to be, Bob. And in crafting this kind of show, we've usually attempted to keep the focus on timeless questions, questions that may be affected what's uh, by what's going on politically. You know, sometimes the, the politics mm-hmm. that are going on affect the things we talk about here. Um, but these are the kinds of timeless questions or, or issues that are going to be there no matter who's in office or which way the mood of the nation may be leaning. 
Yeah. So, but in saying that, Bob, most people who know us and know this program know we speak often of traditional values and of a time when life was a bit simpler, more family and more faith focused and built upon long standing values that made our country great. I guess that puts us more on the conservative end of the spectrum, one might say. Uh, I would say that's a fair enough categorization, um, you know, with with the caveat that we're not, we're, we're always going to have our own take on things naturally, right? That's, we built this show up around our, our own uh, set of topics and our own thoughts about things and try to keep things as in, independently minded as, as possible. And we're not going to really use this environment as a forum for overtly political commentary. Boy, we could have in the last year, right? Could have gotten yeah. on the bandwagon. Uh, yeah, we don't uh, do that. But there's a lot of that out there already. Yep. Uh, still, there are issues and ideas and events that make us study the political landscape, make us ponder the status quo or the way that society perceives and behaves. Um, you know, the way that ideas are formed and perpetuated uh, through the media, through society, from generation to generation. And one of those uh, ideas that intrigues us is the perception and understanding of poverty. Yes. In an intriguing new article, author David French boldly questions whether we have made the idea of poverty into something virtuous, noble, and even blameless, or whether on balance there are legitimate questions to be raised regarding choices and patterns of choices that can affect individuals, families, and generations. So, you know, we bring this up because so much has been talked about here, really going back over the last decade. You hear about uh, all of the things that uh, Barack Obama had done in terms of his increase in social spending for things, and George Bush before that. I mean, there's been an awful lot of defense spending, you know, that's gone up to spending across the board, really, when you think about it. Uh, but there's a lot of conversation here about the working poor or the, the, the people who have, um, uh, you know, had hard luck and so forth. A lot more people on food stamps and so forth. So there's this mentality about who the poor are and what that includes, how they got where they got, right? Well, David French uh, approaches this whole topic, and he, he wrote an article called The Myth of the Virtuous Poor. And at first it strikes you and you kind of go, whoa, what could this be about, right? Right. Uh, and he's got this subtitle where he says, in defense of accountability. And we'd just like to kind of listen to this discussion and give us your thoughts about, you know, what, what your perceptions are about how we've evolved here, what our nation's consciousness of the poor is, what that really means. And we'll share some of that with you here this morning and get your thoughts at 457-1290. So he writes, more than at any other time in recent American history, the political class is obsessed with the poor and the working class. The fact that Donald Trump, Donald Trump rode a white working class wave to the Oval Office would be notable enough. But this political upheaval occurred just as the social science data indicated that only half of the youngest cohort of Americans have done better economically than their parents. Think about this. Right. Every generation wants to do better than its parents, mm -hmm. right? Data indicates that only half of the youngest cohort has done better than, than their parents. And at the same time, that the death rate for white poor and working class families is actually rising, with the rise driven in part by increases in suicides and drug overdoses. And as he says, the sad scent of despair is in the air. Let's begin with a series of simple, indisputable facts. If a person finishes his education, gets married, and stays married, his chances of either becoming poor or staying poor or are small. Drop out of school, 
and the poverty rate skyrockets. Have children out of wedlock and raise them in single-parent families, and the poverty rate skyrockets. There are no guarantees, of course, he says. There are people who make bad choices, yet still achieve good outcomes. There are people who do all the right things, yet still struggle. But on the whole, a simple series of good choices can have an extraordinarily positive impact on a person's economic prospects. Moreover, each of these important life accomplishments is available on the most limited of budgets. Students have access to free public education through high school. This is a traffic red alert. The eastbound ramp from 70 to northbound 75 is closed. Crews are working to clear the scene of an overturned semi. Again, the eastbound ramp from 70 to northbound 75 is closed. I'm Mary Worden on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. State and federal grants and private scholarship programs can extend the free education, sometimes even through college. As for marriage, millennia of human history teach that families can exist at any income level. Simple math teaches us that two incomes are better than one, and one household is cheaper than two. And that's just some of his opening volley there. I mean, just this this idea that somehow or another, that that when he says simple and disputable facts, that we're not talking about the exception. We're talking about things statistically on balance that have contributed to the success of a society or of a nation. And as he says here, if a person gets educated, gets married, and stays married— and I would also throw in there, probably finds a, a decent career, that generally they're going to avoid poverty. Generally. That's, that's right. the way the numbers go. So he goes on to say, David French, he says, in other words, people can choose to do the culturally vital things that every serious social scientist knows will ease poverty and increase social mobility. Yet on a mass scale, people choose poorly. They drop out of school. They cheat on spouses and fiancés. These choices take a heavy emotional toll, leading men and women to compound their difficulties through drug and alcohol abuse. They make terrible, destructive choice after terrible, destructive choice. And they not only suffer, they inflict immense suffering on their children and their grandchildren. He goes on and says, yet whatever you do, don't call these choices immoral. There's a phrase that almost nobody wants to use anymore in society, right? Don't call them immoral. Right. Don't express or imply that the fate of the poor rests primarily in their own hands. To do so is poverty shaming, which is a phrase I don't think that existed until 24 hours ago, or it's elitist, right? Mm-hmm. During a recent discussion of poverty on the NPR program To the Point, a liberal panelist responded to David French's uh, recitation of these facts by saying, for me, when I hear that instability in families can lead to poverty, I hear that some sort of moral failing on poor people. It feels like finger pointing as to why people are poor. The liberal argument is simple, he says, that failing families are largely the consequence of income inequality and poverty, not their cause. And it's an argument that makes a certain degree of sense. Financial stress does place pressure on families, yet the rate of single parenting, even among poor and working class populations, was far lower during past economic shocks such as the Great Depression. Poverty may break up some families, but poverty by itself does not destroy families on the scale that we see today. An intact family and good moral choices can't inoculate you against economic shocks such as the Great Depression or the Great Recession. 
There are economic tidal waves that can sweep aside even the most seaworthy boats. And even in times of prosperity, bad fortune can strike any family. But there is a vast difference between the often temporary poverty that results during widespread economic downturns and the persistent poverty that exists even during times of economic stability and growth. So, you know, when we think about who listens to this program, we've had callers of every age group. We've had people call from their 20s and 30s. We've had people all the way up in their 90s calling on this this program. And given what he has said here, when he talks about, uh, you know, the Great Depression, the Great Recession and so forth, have there been changes in the way that families weather these things? Have there been certain basic foundational things that have been uh, abandoned? Have these have these foundations eroded to the point now that people live in a perpetual state of poverty and somehow or another we've thought that that's okay, that there aren't other choices that could turn that around. This is the um, essentially the, the thesis of David French's article, The Myth of the Virtuous Poor, and we'd love you to weigh in on it at 457-1290. You know, we've talked a lot about a, a, a certain organization here that does help some um, particular people in need, and those are our seniors. And we've talked a lot about St. Mary Development Corporation uh, they find affordable housing for seniors and others in need, and they coordinate a range of other services. To get in touch with them, if you want somebody who, who uh, if you know somebody who needs their help, 277-8149, 277-8149. You can also make a donation out at stmarydevelopment.org. And now there's this. It isn't the big pleasures that count the most. It's making a great deal out of the little ones. And that is our reflection for the morning. When we continue, we explore whether over the last several decades, our culture, the media, and our national conversation has made a virtue out of poverty. Have we come to expect the poor, while always with us, as it says in the Bible, are they largely to be held blameless? Is it that they are more victims than perpetuators of their own material privation? It's a provocative thought. New perspective here from David French. Let us know what you think. 457-1290 when we continue. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton Station for up-to-the-minute severe weather reports. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin with Richard Herbst of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. Richard, I've been seeing a lot of articles about the local real estate market and just how healthy it is. With that being said, what's the inventory like right now? The inventory is extremely low right now, Larry. Total active homes on the market is down 25, almost 26% over the same period last year. Now, you know what? I've not seen as many signs in yards. So with the inventory being down, but the market being so healthy, what's that mean for someone who does, in fact, want to sell their home? Well, it's absolutely good news for sellers because right now the average sales price is up 7.51%. That means the average sales price in the Miami Valley is a little over $150,000. So how can people get the maximum amount for their home? They need to call me at 937-477-1411. You've also got a website? That's teamherbst.com, T-E-A-M-H-E-R-B-S-T.com. I can spot a winner when I see one. Richard Herbst of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. 
for a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service. You'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks. Make summer driving a pleasure with a vehicle you'll treasure. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale's Chevrolet. If it's green and you walk, run, and play on it, we have it, along with everything you're going to need to keep it healthy and beautiful all year long. Hi, this is Randy with Green Velvet Sod Farms. Since 1959, Green Velvet has been growing Ohio's most beautiful turf grass sod and supplying landscape professionals with grass seed, fertilizers, landscape supplies, and expert advice. Green Velvet knows turf grass. If you're starting a new lawn or repairing a tired old one, nothing beats the beauty of a Green Velvet tall fescue or Kentucky bluegrass sodded lawn. But sod is just the tip of the grass blade here at Green Velvet. We have the highest quality grass seed and turf fertilizers that you can find anywhere. In fact, our team of turf professionals can provide you with solutions to all of your turf, ornamental, and landscape needs. Want to learn more about what Green Velvet can do for you? Check out our new website at greenvelvet.com. With four locations in Dayton and Columbus, it's never been easier to have a beautiful green lawn. Insist on Green Velvet. I'm working forward to colleagues I call friends. At Synchrony Financial, every employee has a unique ambition. Not just something we look forward to, but something we work forward to. We're hiring call center representatives in Dayton. We'll help you fulfill your ambitions through generous benefits, competitive wages, and work that doesn't feel like it. Apply at syfcareers.com or text SYF21 to 90206. Synchrony Financial is more than a workplace. We're a working forward place. If you're satisfied with the money your business is making, then ignore the following announcement. But if you're ready to take your business to the next level, you must attend MediaWorks 2017, presented by Cox Media Group Ohio. We'll show you how multi-platform advertising can help grow your business. This is one of the biggest opportunities ever for advertisers. September 18th through the 22nd at CMG Ohio. Space is limited. Register now at ohiomediaworks.com slash one or text CMG to 474. When you're dealing with a disease as serious as cancer, you know that your treatment needs to be as individual as you are. You need professionals that make you feel that way, and at Dayton Physicians Network, that's what we do. We schedule our hours around you, evening, weekends, and an urgent care just for cancer patients. We want every minute of your care to make you feel as special as you are, to make you feel like you're at home. When you need us, come home to Dayton Physicians Network. Visit us at DaytonPhysicians.com. We're here for you. Garrison Keeler's Prairie Home Love and Comedy Tour is coming to Fray's Pavilion the evening of September 6th. Enjoy over two hours of stories, love duets, poetic outbursts, and more. Register to win a pair of tickets to see the show at WHIO.com. Is your company a member of Dayton Defense? If not, sign up today and join this fast-growing organization making a difference for your business. Learn how you can benefit from being a member. This is Deborah Gross inviting you to check us out at DaytonDefense.org. You'll be glad you did. 
You have the ideas, we have the materials. Snyder Brick and Block, a local family-owned company since 1949, has everything you need to create a beautifully landscaped home and garden, including a premium selection of landscape stone, flagstone, boulders, pavers, decorative gravel, keystone retaining walls, outdoor fireplaces, and much more. Even topsoil and mulch to add the finishing touches. Visit us in Dayton, Middletown, and Troy and get what you need to create your amazing outdoor oasis. Lots of sunshine in the forecast for today and very nice temperatures. We're looking at a high around 77 degrees. For tonight, mainly clear skies, overnight low down to 55. And for Sunday, more sunshine in the forecast. Temperatures warming up just a bit with a high around 81. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. Now back to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. There's only one show on the air like it. It's called There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. And we certainly appreciate you joining us this morning. Because we know you have a lot of choices, and we're so glad that you're here with us. Yes, and we're talking today about a provocative article by author David French called The Myth of the Virtuous Poor. The article is subtitled, In Defense of Accountability. What's the author getting at? What are your thoughts? 457-1290 did join us today. Let's see if I can sort of wrap this up since this is a short segment. He, he basically is posing the question, are there time-honored behaviors and pursuits in this society that generally protect individuals and families from poverty? Or do you believe that poverty is something that occurs to people generation after generation, that people are essentially victims of poverty, uh, that they don't have any ability to make determinations about this? Now, he, he says, you know, the, the answer to some of this seems clear. Yes, there are moral failings that can and do lead to poverty. Yes, we can and should point fingers at specific and identifiable reasons for poverty and income equality. At last, after decades of a failed cultural and political war on poverty, that was premised on a fundamentally flawed view of human nature, it's time to tell the truth. And here it is, that presumptions of human virtue are simply wrong and that we cannot regard any class of Americans as inherently virtuous, including the poor. People make bad choices, and bad choices often have terrible consequences. Uh, it goes on and, and, and discusses you know, some the theology built around this. One thought that popped up in my head as I was reading this was the book by... Um, uh, P.J. O'Rourke, who wrote for Rolling Stone magazine and uh, wrote a book back in the late 80s called Parliament of Whores. But he made a remark in there that he said up to that point, the war on poverty started under Lyndon Johnson, which had gone on 20 years, had spent $4 trillion trying to lift people out of poverty. And it was enough for every man, woman and child in the country to have $45,000 given to each one of them. Wow. And we still had lots and lots of poor. Right. So <clears throat> he goes on to say, no one wants to be to be poor. And this is what poverty activists say. Everyone wants to be successful. And that's true enough. But that's not the question. No one wants to be poor, but few kids want to do their homework. Lots of people want sex without responsibility. And when, when faced with the choice between the short-term escape of a drug or a drink and the long-term battle to face down stress or anxiety, Huge numbers of people choose the chemical response. It's the lifetime accumulation of all those small decisions for yourself and for your children that makes the big choice between success and failure. 
between poverty and comfort. A wise culture repeats this truth endlessly, and the well-meaning rich don't sugarcoat this reality for the struggling poor. A responsible politics understands that large number of people can and will choose short-term expedience over long-term discipline, yet our culture is foolish and our politics irresponsible. And what do you think of this, huh? These are provocative mm-hmm. things from David French, who wrote the article, The Myth of the Virtuous Poor, and uh, In Defense of Accountability is the subtitle on this. And that's the topic we're talking about here today. What of our poor? What can be said to answer the why uh, that so many generations don't escape it? Why is it held up principally in the context of victimhood? Four five seven twelve ninety. as we discuss this when we come back after the news. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 930. I'm Mary Worden. And this is a traffic red alert. The eastbound ramp from 70 to northbound 75 is closed. Crews are working to clear the scene of an overturned semi. Again, that's the eastbound ramp from 70 to northbound 75. It is closed. Our top story, Hurricane Harvey continuing to pound the Texas coast after the storm made landfall last night, but South Texas isn't out of the woods just yet. I think people woke up this morning and they may say, oh, the hurricane's made landfall. It's over. It's not over. This is a two-disaster problem. The hurricane is the first disaster, and the catastrophic flooding that is going to come as the rain falls is the second. Brad Kaiserman, vice president of disaster operations and logistics from the American Red Cross. Thousands of Texans remain without power. And here's the exclusive WHIO Storm Center 7 forecast. Look for sunny skies today and pleasant temperatures, highs topping out in the mid to upper 70s. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is clear. It's 58 degrees in Springfield and 59 in Troy and Dayton at 932. If news breaks, we break in immediately. I'm Mary Worden on Dayton's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Your vehicle is not just a means of transportation. It's an investment. Unfortunately, elements such as the sun, salt, sand, bugs, and bird droppings love to make their marks on that beautiful surface. There's no need to let those dirty brushes, cloth bands, or grit-filled rags make their marks across your investment's finish. The good news is that you have a really good choice when it comes to cleaning your vehicle's exterior. Cascade Car Wash. Come experience our touchless system. We use only softened water and the best soap detergent in the industry. In fact, Cascade Car Wash's system is recommended by luxury car manufacturers. We offer 8-foot height clearance, so your service van is welcome as well. Come and experience the Cascade Touchless difference today. Located at 2701 Swigert Road in Kettering. That's Swigert with an E off of Wilmington Pike between 675 and Woodman in Kettering. Go to CascadeCW.com for more information. That's CascadeCW.com. Here with Hope for Today, lead pastor of Fairhaven Church, David Smith. Legacy is something we talk a lot about, but do we really consider what it means? What will be your legacy? What will people say about you or remember about you someday when you're gone? Your legacy is the most important thing that you will leave. 
At some point, we all wonder what it is that people will remember. You see, what you leave in people will be remembered far more than what you leave for people. At Fairhaven Church, we are different people, yet remarkably alike on a journey with our own stories, brought together by an amazing hope, which we don't have to do anything to earn, but just need to accept. We would love to have you join us. Hope for Today with David Smith, Lee Pastor, with campuses in Centerville, Northmont, and Springboro. For information, visit fairhavenchurch.org. Fairhaven Church. Find hope. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Every day people ask me, can I still take advantage of today's low rates? Is it still a good time to refinance? The answer is yes. Now's a great time to call Quicken Loans at 800-QUICKEN. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.19%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hey, you know, everybody's got a to-do list. Drop everything off the dry cleaning. Pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Now, the good thing is you don't have to drop off anything or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, well, you can be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Maybe you need extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding thing you do today. Now, it's that easy. Save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Just go to Geico.com. Geico.com. Don't forget, it's National Make-A-Will Month with LegalZoom.com. So now is the time to take control of your family and your assets. Sure, there's a lot to think about, and that's why LegalZoom.com created an estate planning kit to help you out since they're not a law firm. Just go to LegalZoom.com slash prepare for your free kit today. You're going to get tons of helpful information, plus LegalZoom discounts, so you can stop procrastinating and start preparing for your family's future with a will or a trust. Get your free estate planning kit today at LegalZoom.com slash prepare. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Think you can't manage the down payment it takes to purchase a new home? Think again. You could move into a $150,000 home with as little as $1,500 down with our 1% down payment option. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.19%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. This is WHIO's Clark Howard. I save you money, and the gang at WHIO work hard to bring you live breaking weather, traffic, and news right here. WHIO. Good morning and welcome back to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. How can people get in touch with us today? If you've got a question or comment for us, you would maybe even like to weigh in on this article that we're discussing this morning, please call at 457-1290 to join us live. And the name of the article is The Myth of the Virtuous Poor. It's written by David French, and the subtitle is In Defense of Accountability. And he's raised the question here about whether or not there are certain groups of behaviors, uh, as he says here in the start of the article. Uh, let's start with a series of simple, indisputable facts. If a person finishes education, his education gets married and stays married, and I would also say, probably add to that, finds a workable a trade or profession, right? right? His chances of either becoming poor or staying poor are small, just with those th- that body of activity. And if we got to the point where... <clears throat> There is uh, not enough focus on those 
main things as key virtues in society, but instead so much of our thought is shifted over to the side of people are victims and they are perpetually victims. That's his general right. thesis. And then so. we're, we're talking about, you know, the other choices that people want, you know, the expedience, the immediate gratification, and uh, all of those things so obviously gonna, lay down we're for a life cover, of poverty. We're uh, going to cover as many things as possible, including we're going to talk a little bit about disability. We're going to talk about other things in welfare. But first of all, we want to welcome Tracy to the program. Tracy from Dayton, welcome to There is a Season. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. What do you think of today's topic? Um, from what I heard, I, I, I completely um, agree with him. I think you behave your way to success. Um, and I actually have a, a friend, well, he's a, a kind of associate, but had brought me into his situation um, of not handling his finances right. He's 1099. He's a truck driver. And I, as I got closer to the situation, um, I realized that it's not about his finances. It's about his decisions his decision-making. I could see a vision. I could see a way to get out of his financial situation, Mm -hmm. but with his decision-making skills, I can't see a way to help him. Um, And I am a mental health therapist as well and used to work for a nonprofit experience with um, low-income families. Um, I'm an entrepreneur and experiencing times with people who want to have their own business and do different things, but they don't want to um, they don't want, want to do, they don't want to sacrifice. They don't want to do the behaviors like you mentioned earlier when I was listening. It's like you, uh, you want to lose weight, but you don't want to stop eating. You don't want to exercise. You want to go to school and get a degree, but you don't want to do the work. It takes blood, sweat, and tears to right. get yeah, a degree right. sometimes. So, so it's, it's, I, I heard a person talking about an individual who, indicated they were about to get evicted, but they actually drove out of town and went to a party at a job that they don't work at anymore. Mm-hmm. Who does that? You know what I'm saying? Well, so, that, yeah, and yet that person will still go on and be, you know, have need and still eventually need help. And and I guess that's kind of the thing. I mean, I, a number of thoughts go through my mind. I don't know if you ever catch Dave Ramsey. He talks a lot about, you know, personal finance and so forth. And, yeah. all, and a lot of the things yeah. he hits on is, are you prepared to eat beans and rice, you exactly. know, for a year? And a lot of people react <laughs> negatively to that and say, well, I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And his, his response would be, well, you didn't have to spend your way into destitution well, either. right? And, and you exactly. do if you really want to get out of the situation that you're calling me about. Yeah. So it's, right. it's, uh, th- this is an interesting article, and, and, and it, it deserves the proper balance and the proper consideration. What do you think, though? Do you, do you think that it's even possible? To, I mean, we're having this conversation on the air today. But it almost seems nowadays that people can't even touch this, that when you raise this quote, this question of virtuous poor, that somehow or another, because it's so politically charged, people love to pander to people who are, you know, seemingly poor and downtrodden and they know they need a lot of government benefits. It's almost like you can't even talk about personal behavior. What do you think about that, Tracy? Well, I think that I think that. I think there will always be poor. I think there'll always be the group of people who don't want to or don't have it in them mm-hmm. to to get out of poverty. So I think there will probably always be um, there always be poor. And I think throwing the money at it uh, is where uh, there becomes a problem. Like the the fact that like I disagree with that. Everybody deserves to have X, Y, Z. 
so we use the money to like give everybody a cell phone or give everybody this or give every everybody should have a house or everybody like the whole everybody should have a livable like income i think that i i think they'll always be poor and i think if you if you to throw more money at it with all your socialist programs i think is 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 not okay is not going to cure it Right. I mean, I'm sorry. It's it's not going to cure the problem. No, exactly. Because they're going to be poor. And I think if you don't want to be poor, then you do X, Y, Z. So you're not poor. And right. if you don't have the abilities, then there's there. There are like and, and I think this is excluding like people with disabilities and things like that. You know what I'm saying? But right. I think an average American, there are a lot of people who have it. Well, they might have the desire to do something different, but they really don't want to do the work. And and so no matter what you do, they'll never master it. Tracy, yeah, appreciate and, the call. Yeah, I mean, you thank, know, thanks thank very much you. for calling today. We all have, you know, we have moral obligations to help those who are in need, right? That's where yeah. charities come from. That's where the church, you know, yeah, came out of, right? right? But we we are not remembering that we all have moral obligations also to do for ourselves as well. Which is uh, something I mean, that David French will get to here in just a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> As we continue, four five seven twelve ninety today, and there is a season. As we discuss the myth of the virtuous poor, what do you think? Have we made more out of poverty? Has it somehow become, in an indirect, convoluted way, I don't want to say glamorous, but something that is just sort of accepted? Uh, except, I don't want to say rewarded either, but that people have no moral obligation to somehow dig their way out of it. We're going to welcome Bernie to the program. Bernie, thanks for calling the program again. How are you? What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are that, you know, whether you're working a job, whether you're on disability, uh, you have to realize that there's only so much money you have to go around, and you have to learn how to budget it in your situation so that you might be able to save a little bit, and if you find a job on the side and get more money, that's great, but whatever you have... You can't use it up all at once, and he mentioned the word discipline, and uh, that's very uh, appropriate. You've got to have some self-discipline, whatever your standard of living. Right. I would agree, uh, and it's, it seems to be one of those building block activities that, that again, move opposite the, uh, to what is put an awful lot or keeps an awful lot of people in poverty. Appreciate you calling in, Bernie. Thanks, as always. You bet. Bye. Bye. All right. We're talking again about the article David French wrote. It's called The Myth of the Virtuous Poor. And, you know, disability was mentioned here recently. And let's just talk about that for a moment. The Social Security disability system and its relationship to welfare, okay? I don't know if people will remember this, but confronted with persistent poverty and staggering waste back in the Clinton administration, this is the mid-90s now, right? Got together with the um, Newt Gingrich Congress at the time, and they designed a, a way to try to uh, end welfare as we know it. And in some ways, they made good on this pledge. Or did they? In a 2013 report on NPR's This American Life, they laid out some disturbing facts. Yes, the number of families on federal welfare programs declined significantly after welfare reform. This is in 1996. From a high of 5 million in 94 to fewer than 2 million 15 years later. At the same time, the number of low-income people... <laughs> This is a traffic red alert. The eastbound ramp from 70 to northbound 75 remains closed. Crews are working to clear the scene of an overturned semi. Again, the eastbound ramp from 70 to northbound 75 is closed. I'm Mary Worden on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
Earnings vary based on your effort. Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Dayton? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Dayton area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Dayton is a perfect market for my system, and next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's workshop, text OHIO to 99000. Seating is extremely limited. Text in the next 10 minutes and you'll also receive a free copy of Than's Money for Deals Guide. Text OHIO to 99000. That's Ohio to 99,000. Hi, it's Bob from There is a Season. One of the topics Gloria and I discuss on our show is Medicare. Every day, 10,000 people turn 65 in this country, and Medicare decisions await many of them. Here are the basics. Part A covers inpatient hospital care, skilled nursing facilities, hospice, and home health care. Part B covers doctor and lab services, outpatient care, screenings, medical supplies, physical and occupational therapy. Part C, a Medicare Advantage plan, is Medicare-approved private insurance that includes includes Parts A and B and often includes prescription drug coverage and other benefits. And Part D is Medicare's prescription drug plan. It's a lot to take in. And that's why we recommend working with a caring, unbiased professional who will listen to your specific needs and help you select the right plan for you. Someone like our friend and radio guest, Jim Spaulding. Medicare open enrollment starts October 15th, so contact Jim Spaulding today for a no-obligation review of your Medicare needs. Call 937-266-6942 or visit SpaldingRetirementSolutions.com. That's SpaldingRetirementSolutions.com Flowers are beautiful things, but they become even more beautiful when they're carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's, a disease that currently has no cure. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands walk, carrying different colored flowers signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Register today at alc.org slash walk. It's the 24th annual Dayton Lebanese Festival, August 25th through 27th. We're famous for our Middle Eastern cuisine and pastries, incredible dancing, plus rides for the kids. We're on State Route 741 across from Meyer in Miami Township. Lots of sunshine in the forecast for today and very nice temperatures. We're looking at a high around 77 degrees. For tonight, mainly clear skies, overnight low down to 55, and for Sunday, more sunshine in the forecast, temperatures warming up just a bit with a high around 81. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. School zones are active and school buses are back on the roads. Back to school means increased traffic on your commute. We help you get to work on time with triple team traffic reports from Sergeant Mark Bowron every six minutes in the morning on Miami Valley's Morning News with Larry Hanskin. This is Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. We tell you the three big things you need to know every 15 minutes on Miami Valley's Morning News on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
and the Deep South that makes and collects on disproportionate numbers of disability claims, and they'll tell you that it's the worst form of welfare possible. Why? It's simple. To collect disability, a person has to show that something is very wrong with him, mentally or physically. Now, that means seeking and receiving treatment, often with narcotics and other powerful drugs. In 1961, only 8.3% of disability claimants were receiving payments for back pain or other musculoskeletal skeletal problems. By 2015, that number had soared to more than 30%. The percentage of payments for mental illness and developmental disability almost doubled in so the, the same period. Those stats so, should be repeated here. 1961, 8.3% of yeah. disability claimants were receiving payments for back pain or other musculoskeletal problems, right? <laughs> right. In 2015, the number had soared to more than 30% for the same kind of things. So and what does that mean? What has ended up happening because of the, all of these back yeah. pain? So that means drugs, lots of drugs. In rural Tennessee, in the center of the disability belt, local doctors speak ruefully of the long-term effects of Xanatab, their term for the toxic combination of Lortab, which is for pain, and Xanax, which is for anxiety, that often leaves patients sick and disabled for an entirely, ready, different reason. What is that, Bob? Drug addiction. Drug addiction. When we there talk we to... Um, um, uh, Sheriff, uh, Deputy Sheriff uh, Mike oh, Brandt, Captain and, Mike Brandt, right. he was talking about the heroin epidemic. What preceded that, of course, was the enormous uptick in OxyContin, Opi- doctor opiates. shopping yep. that was going mm-hmm. on, uh, all kinds of other um, uh, ways of trying to take these opioids and so forth in correspondence to these disability uh statuses that people had, right? Right, right. Um, now, that's one thing. And, and of course, we're, we're making some broad generalizations as we talk about this article. It doesn't mean that everybody falls into this category, but but the statistics are what David French is getting at here. He's talking about as welfare uh, changed the landscape in the late 90s and into the early 2000s, while some people came off the traditional welfare roles, disability shot through the roof, right? Right. So that was that was one of the things. Now, he goes on here and he says in the article... The negative cultural effects of transfer payments and other welfare programs pale in comparison with another policy that's not often considered in debates about poverty. And he speaks of the cultural cataclysm of no-fault divorce, perhaps the symbol of the nation's decision, the ultimate symbol of the nation's decision to shed traditional restraints in favor of the unsupported and unstoppable belief that human flourishing is either independent or even limited by the nuclear family. So in other words, a, a, a condition here of no-fault divorce, which runs immediately and profoundly counter to the nuclear family, which has been a building block for centuries. Right. Reformers worked assiduously to lift the cultural taboo against divorce and single parenting while also changing the legal system to render a marriage less legally binding then he says, a refrigerator warranty. The result wasn't so much individual liberation and self-actualization as it was a form of social Darwinism in which those families and communities that retained old-school cultural norms largely thrived and those that abandoned traditional family norms stagnated, floundered, and began to fail. Another uh, another uh, author here, Charles Murray, has written some books in the last 20, 30 years, but one that he wrote that was pretty profound was called Coming Apart. He found that upper-middle-class families tended to practice the forms of traditional American family life regardless of political ideology, so whether they were left or right, while poor 
and working class families were fractured, again, regardless of their political ideology. Prosperous liberal urban enclaves featured intact families and much lower rates of illegitimacy. So in other words, he's basically saying it didn't really matter where people were. They could be in the suburbs. They could be in big cities. But generally, if they were prosperous, they more often than not practiced a certain set of behaviors and pursuits which kept them out of poverty. Right, right. So these are provocative ideas. The article is called The Myth of the Virtuous Poor by David French. And uh, we'd love to know your thoughts. There's still time to get in here today, 457-1290. And we'll talk more about that when we come back. Plus, we're also going to take a peek at some of our upcoming programs on there this season. And uh, there's a lot of good stuff coming your way here in the next couple of months. So stick around. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekends on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Keeping your family safe. Our Storm Center 7 team of meteorologists bring you the information you need to know around the clock 24-7. Depend on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Look for sunny skies today and pleasant temperatures, highs topping out in the mid to upper 70s. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. We've been talking today about a provocative article by David French called The Myth of the Virtuous Poor. came out here in the beginning of February in 2017, so it's fresh, hot off the presses. The Myth of the Virtuous Poor, and we've been getting your thoughts about it. And you had a comment uh, that you wanted to share. Yeah, well, when we were going through the disability discussion, you know, um, I, I wonder if people realize, you know, he, he makes note in here that people are actively pursuing these disability payments and using categories of ailments with highly subjective diagnoses to secure them. Many don't know that fraud is rampant, doctor shopping is common, and lawyers are raking in piles of cash by taking disability cases in bulk. So, <clears throat> and unbelievable, the diagnosis and compensation structures are so well known that claimants will often coach other claimants on how to describe their symptoms in a way that's calculated to receive payment. In in the end here, what this means is real sicknesses are exaggerated, pain is magnified, and endurance and grit are discouraged. Basically, if you fight through your condition, you're going to lose. Surrender, and you're going to win. Perverse incentives abound. So there's a sense here that people are gaming the system, but instead of it being under uh, other kinds of welfare programs in the past, that it's within the, the disability category. Uh, and you can find enough uh, sympathetic doctors to... I mean, yeah, this you know, is where this moral obligation on both ends has to start playing a part. It, it's, it's a tough topic because, <laughs> you know, it, it, you don't want to come off sounding like, you know... That like you don't you're care. All hard or cold hearted. No, and all not kind of at stuff, all. Right. Like I said, there's uh, always charity. And and David French isn't doing it either. Too. He's not trying to divide and conquer or nope. separate uh, into some kind of caste system. He even says within the article, the moral imperative to care for the poor is eternal. One can't read the words of Christ, the apostles, or the prophets without plainly seeing the divine command to care for the least of these. But that same scripture's moral commands regarding honesty, fidelity, and sexual morality apply to the rich and poor alike. And one is not being truly kind 
to the poor by exempting them from the commands that one applies without hesitation to one's own family and community. He says, in this way, our moral squeamishness inhibits our culture and our politics from clearly sending a truthful message that moral obligations and cultural responsibilities are reciprocal. There we go. <laughs> In other words, while our culture has a moral obligation to do what it can to care for the struggling children of single parents, young men and women have moral obligations to get married and stay married. And I'll put in one little note here, and it's not so much because some guy said this in a church someplace. It's largely because that's what worked. That's what society recognizes. Statistically, that's what worked. So people have a moral obligation to exercise enough self-restraint not to have children out of wedlock, and our public policies and cultural messaging should repeat and reinforce those truths at every opportunity. And he states, government can never be as powerful as a man or woman's personal choices. Any other message creates false hopes. Indeed, any other message is cruel. It helps trap generations in poverty, and it misleads those with resources to believe that their well-meaning programs are helping when they're actually hurting. Millennia of human experience teach us that there is no easy answer to poverty. Indeed, there's no answer at all, really, in the, in the end of all of this. But it also teaches us that we can harm poor Americans when we treat them as if their choices were beyond moral judgment. Anti-poverty policies and actions are doomed if their primary goal is to make a life of bad decisions more sustainable and comfortable. It is a chance to succeed if it presumes that poor Americans are just like everyone else, flawed and prone to sin and short-sightedness. What an article. Worth yeah. uh, worth uh, reading. May make people yes. uncomfortable, but we're hoping we to at least... Um, enlighten and... Enlighten and, and charge the conversation there in your family. And so... Um, we hope that you take something away from this program to think about over in the next week and talk, talk with your family uh, and, and friends about this. We've got some other shows coming your way here in the next few weeks. We're going to be talking to Beth Langfels of the American Heart Association, and we'll also be talking about some things like the crucial importance of coordinating senior services within the community. So we want you to live as life a life as full and rich as possible. That's why we talk about what we do each week in the program and why we're so grateful you spend the time you do each week with us. Remember, dear friends, never regret growing older and wiser, we hope, after this hour. There are, these are privileges denied to many. For my lovely co-host, Gloria, for our producer, and all who make the show possible, I'm Bob Wolf. You have been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIL. Have a great week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios. WHIO Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill.